Welcome to the Change for Joy podcast series, 19 minutes to inspire and ignite your life. Stories change the world, and all of us can change through stories. Each week, an inspirational guest will give voice to what really matters to them. Presentation Master Founder Ninka Van Bezoyen is your host. Stay tuned for today's Spark of Inspiration. Welcome to the Change for Joy podcast series, Changing the World One Story at a Time. And today I have with me from the Netherlands, Erik Alexander Richter. Welcome, Erik Alexander. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's awesome to have you here. So the first question, as always, is who is Erik Alexander? I think I think I'm a messenger telling stories to people so they they feel empowered by the options their own body have. My my real focus is a lot on health. And I think all the solutions are out there, just the majority of the people don't see the solutions. So I try okay. to bring that message to them. The messenger of, of health, but but you ended up in the military. Can you can you take us along from this sportive child to the military? Well, the military was a very physical job as well, and um, I combined two things. My my father, he was uh, an engineer, and I uh, became a, a, a soldier with the engineers. Uh, so I, I taught my people how, to, for example, to build bridges, like the Bailey Bridge, and the uh, and that's an interesting thing. If you open the instruction manual of the Bailey Bridge. It says, written by Mr. Bailey in, in the beginning of 1900, it says the, the options you can use with this bridge are limited by the fantasy of the user. So there is an <laughs> and something from the military of, wrote that? Yes. Well, that was the guy who invented the bridge and then the military okay. bought that material. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I really enjoyed this one sentence. I used it over and over again. So when we had like a big military exercise, at least... Many times they were looking for a person who then could make this work sometimes on location, but they said, well, it's, it's kind of impossible, but who could do it? And then for some reason, they winded up with me and I went there with my troops and I made sure that bridge went over the river and that many tanks, 60,000 kilograms a piece could cross that river on a very, very safe way. And I love doing that. And here, here's a, here is something unique. And I don't even know how that works. Because normally you have like this big instruction manual and if you draw it out and exactly how to do it, uh, but in the end, they want to have the bridge. So I, I go there by myself, walk in, in the area and, and kind of scan it with my eyes, look at it and think, okay, how do I have to do it? And then many times I, I go to sleep, which is kind of ridiculous. They think, what the hell? Why is not drawing this thing, you know, making sure everything works? I just go to sleep. I maybe check one or two pages to make sure what is the strength of the material, how many layers and whatever technical stuff I have to build. But I go into sleep and I build the bridge in my head. And the morning after I wake up and then the guy says, where have you been? He says, well, I built the bridge. Where is it? It's in my head. It's ready. We just need to put the, pl- the material in place. And I love doing it. And it always always worked out like that i could predict what would go wrong and and well and i could you know make it work that it was safe for as well the builders as for the people who are using it that's awesome i think it's 
what what you allowed in your body is let the brain digest the material so the good things come out. Well, and, and until today, I still do it. I mean, in between, I also studied Russian language, studied at that time uh, what we call electronic warfare. So you had little glimpses of information and you could then make a whole story out of it. And I basically today still do the same. And in, in I think around 2000, a little, little before I traveled the world, I had some friends from the US and they were, they were remarkably fit, which is kind of, you know, not the normal thing in the US. They were like 65 something. And, and by that time, I thought, wow, that, that's unique. How is that possible? And they told me about supplements and stuff. I said, well, you know, what's new? And then they came with something. I said, oh, that's interesting. So I started studying the material. And ever since, I studied and still do uh, automolecular biochemistry and to understand how the body works. And today, I'm 100% convinced that every solution we need to have, like, like let's carefully say, almost every solution. It is in the body, but you need to know how it works. If you know how it works, you can influence the outcome. Mm. And that's an important thing. And many people don't trust the messages of their own body. The, your body wants to tell you something. There's something you're doing. I don't like, here's the message. And what do we do? We're taught today to go to the doctor and take a pill to suppress the message instead of, you know, taking care about why the body is sending this message in the first place. And that's mm -hmm. what things go wrong. Yeah, well, uh, I always say the word in English, painkiller. What are you killing? Yeah, just the yeah. signal. You're just, just cutting the, the wires. Yeah, and that's yeah. It. But you also shared as a as a, a young boy, you really um, made a study how to become really fit and, and athletic, isn't it? So that yes. was already at a very young age there. Yeah, that I mean, I was interested in the physique, and um, as a, a very small kid, my parents sent me to gymnastics, and I loved doing that all, all uh, flip flops, whatever stuff. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, and then it became bigger and bigger. And then at a point, I thought, okay, I, I want to do more sports. I was really, I love to be physically active, so I went into athletics and, and did shot putting and javelin throwing and, and, and discus throwing and stuff like that. And to do that well, I needed to get a little even more strong. And so the, 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 the trainer taught me how to work out with the weights, and that responded really good at the body. And I thought, well, this is interesting. So then just for the fun of it, I think I was like 16 or 17. I knew already all the Latin names of all the muscles and how they work and what they do. Because the idea is, in my opinion, again, if you know how it works, you probably get it can influence the outcome even better. I always thought... If I would be a Formula One race driver, would just a driving license be sufficient? Or should I really understand every little piece and bits of the car, how it works, why it does what it does, so I can get the best? And today we have Max Verstappen. You know, this this young guy, but he feels everything, little pieces from that car, and that's how he can take it. Yeah, to he the has the sensors, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you don't understand how these things work in the car, you can never put them to work in your best favor. Mm -hmm. so, that, so that that's why I did that. Yeah. So I think what you you see it already uh, as a very young age, as a teenager, and then you took it to the military and thinking out of the box, let it sink in into the brain and make a solution. 
what I see in you, and I know you for a bit longer, and you increase my health with whatever you bring into the world um, tremendously. So I'm very grateful for that. It's it's the helicopter view you use, yeah. and you you didn't do any helicoptering in in the military. But what I see, you developed a very very advanced skill of connecting the dots and doing research because I see a lot of people in so to quote health area where they just listen to the gut feeling and they don't have the scientific proof around it and what I see with you in whatever you do you do this research so deeply so you really know what you're talking about but you can't stand the people who pretend to know something and they don't know anything or they they try to influence people on the wrong material so how did you really feed the researcher in you well i'm always curious about new stuff but 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 let me go a little bit back on your first sentence you said I improved your health, but I didn't. I just no, I made I made you aware of the options there are available, and I empowered the thought in you that you could control it yourself. And you already have a lot of this kind of mindset. You know, you you want to be in control about it. I just give you a bunch of extra tools, and you apply them, and that's how it worked. Yeah, okay, you so, were the bridge for me. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So so you did it yourself. Uh, but but basically, my research, if, if I have a question, I think uh, there is this solution. And then for some reason, I also, also know how to find the solution. I can open up my, my browser and have maybe, you know, uh, 30, 40 tabs open with all different researches. And I can read them all. And that goes like really fast because meanwhile, I know the language, I understand the medical uh, stuff. So I can read them, scan them through, and then see one study and the other one. It says, okay, why is this not linked? You know, and why are there so many dogmas? You know, everybody knows saturated fat is bad. So cholesterol is bad. So which is not true because if it's nature made, it can't be bad. You can just destroy it by putting it into a factory and make something else out of it. But that's a different story. So I, I, I simply don't believe all that stuff. If, I, if cholesterol would be bad, you know, my body, body wouldn't reuse it. But it has a very efficient system once it has been used to take it back to my liver and reuse it again. I think with the millions, the probably what we roughly think, 7 million years of different kind of pre-ancestors what led to what we are today if they made that mistake over so many millions of years we would have disappeared already long time ago we would be the dinosaur exactly so the it, it is it is too much influence on the industry so it is also very difficult if you're a layman in this business how to read the studies and understand what they try to say and today i know for example i'm <clears throat> to be honest, uh, kind of an expert, like say on Omega-3. And I know a lot about it because I have literally read probably thousands of studies and material on that. And today I see this. I, I don't need the study, though. If you know how the biochemistry works, you don't need the study. The study is if you don't know, it needs to convince you that you can give it without knowing how it works. 
But today you can see even pharmaceutical the industry who tries to tell us it's not working. So they set up the study exactly the way they already can predict the outcome to convince people, forget the omega-3, forget nature. We have the medicine, which is kind of very weird. Just think about if, if something is a medicine and it should work on your body, somehow you need to have some little bit of DNA or a receptor to lead that material to your DNA to send the message and to have a response. Otherwise, it's poison. Okay. Yeah, you need collaboration instead of suppression, isn't it? Exactly. But so you cannot invent medicine. They pretend they do, but they can't because you cannot come up with some new chemical. It needs to be out there in nature. What they do is they take that little piece of nature, study it, and then make it chemical copy. And that's what they call a medicine. Then they put a patent on it. And then afterwards to tell you, you're a quackery business doing natural stuff you know which well, is it's illegal and 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 sometimes even fraud they say so yeah i i i know so if you if you tap into your mission i heard you say once i want to make all cardiologists um without a job um well maybe it's good they are there <laughs> yeah it's good there is a lot of cardiologists out there but See, I think if they can make a great living treating sick people, how would it be to be on the other side and make a good life and living to teach people how they can avoid the cardiologist? It's the number one reason people die on this planet. That's cardiovascular disease. And here's the thing. And it is the most simple thing you can avoid. But again, if you know how it works, you can influence the outcome. It is if you... If I would have one hour to teach you on this single topic, it is like afterwards it would be stupid dying from cardiovascular disease because you can see how simple it is. But it is the almost the biggest money-making industry in the farm within the pharmaceutical industry, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. you can do it. So now again, do we need cardiologists? Oh, yes, we do, because a lot of people are not interested in my story. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes you can have on. a disease what what um uh, what needs a sort of technical <laughs> uh, response, but not a suppression. But you shared about how you sh how you share the messenger as as a messenger, but you do a weekly webinars too, isn't it? Yeah, well, not even not daily anymore because I I, I um, thought some other people how to do the same. But yes, I do bring uh, current. Uh, uh, topics which are really interesting right now uh, to the public and to whoever wants to listen into it. So, and, for example, um, uh, what, what kind of topics do you cover by you know, heart? Um, well, that, that could be the cardiovascular health, but also how it works, how does the brain work? How, what can you do with physical exercise, nutrition, sunlight, and, and have a right adjustment within them? to have maximum uh, uh, power in the brain and to avoid dementia and Alzheimer's. Because mm -hmm. there is a lot of control. This is not a weird thing. In my little tiny country, the Netherlands, we have about 17 million people, and my government is predicting that there will be about half a million people in 2050 with dementia. And the only thing they care about is where the hell are we going to put those people so they don't get lost. Yeah, or, but, or how do we pay the care for them? Exactly. <laughs> but I would say if you know already that in 30-something years, we will have 
so many people with dementia. And actually today it's the third cause of that, by the way. Okay. Why wouldn't we just do something about it? And, and so that's prevention really... isn't popular. No, I know. You know, it's from the hundred percent money, what goes around in healthcare, basically you call it sick care. Only 3% in Europe goes to prevention. The 97% comes too late and is there to treat the people who already got sick. But before you get sick, there will be a disease, but we need to pronounce the word differently. It is a dis-ease. And if you get that message, you should do something about it. So the message goes away, not to suppress, but to understand why it is what it is. It is crazy what people eat and I wonder how the world, how in the world they got this diabetes or high blood pressure or stuff like that. Yeah, we, we can do a lot ourselves. So I see you encouraging people to take their own responsibility, their own listening to the body and make their life work. So is that your real mission in life? <sighs> Yes. Right now, I, I like to, again, empower people that they can have control about their health, about who they are, what to do, and about their income. They should not be dependent on other people. And I love doing this anywhere in the planet. So I, I kind of never 100% switch off. I love to travel, go to Japan, but also go to Alaska, to Canada, and to you know meet nature again because that's where we find the solution i can go to a friend of mine in alaska with a big sailing boat and we, all we do is just float in between the whales how they in the beginning of the year eat the herrings and stuff and just study that stuff and and with another friend who lives in canada go with him on his boat and see how orcas hunt and how the bears and when they come and how all these ecosystems match and always if something goes wrong that is because people interfere too much i know i understand we need to eat but you can also interfere too much and yeah. that's that's the big problem today we bring the whole stuff out of balance yeah i get it and including ourselves so we are already at the end of our time can you believe it so what we'll do just in underneath the podcast you can find all material where you can find eric alexander and his amazing work and get connected to nature to connect it to yourself again and be in charge of your own health. Erik Alexander, thank you for being here. Thank you so much again for inviting me, and it was a great talk. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Change for Joy is a collaboration between BookingWorldSpeakers.com, the platform for speakers that contribute to the future, and Presentation Master, the speakers' coaches who stand for authentic, clear, and effective sharing of your voice. If you share our mission to change for joy through authentic and impactful stories, feel free to share this podcast. We unite humanity through sharing wisdom. We change with joy the world one story at a time. Do you want your 19 minutes of impact here as well? Contact us at www.change4joy.com slash podcast. 